Welcome to Parents Take Five, where we take five minutes of your day to share parenting and family tips that help you grow in faith. Here, we come to you in your car, through your headphones, on the go, while chasing your kiddos or texting your youth, wherever you need a little support in your day. I'm Jen Evans, currently serving as Associate Pastor for Youth, Young Adults, and Families with Young Children at Second Presbyterian Church in Little Rock, and your host. If you have any questions or have ideas, you can find the Facebook group for podcast listeners by searching for Parents Take 5, that's F-I-V-E, and the same is true for Instagram. With that said, I hope you enjoy this moment of sanity and growth catalyst. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel for more tidbits on the fives. I think one of the things that we can do from what I hear is when we recognize those moments of Sabbath for ourselves, I think if we articulate that to our children to Mm. say, this is a moment for me where I am, I'm in the presence of God and it feels so incredibly Mm -hmm. um, calming Mm -hmm. in a way that our presence with God usually doesn't feel because I'm not in tune with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or, or however you might need to articulate mm-hmm. that. But helping our, helping our children have the language and the practice to be able to do that so that they can, I think, practice that into, into growing up. I mean... Well, I think Sabbath keeping and all spiritual practices, there is the practice that either one is going to take up or not, do or not, But I think that Sabbath and all other spiritual practices are also a lens for viewing whatever it is we're doing in our daily life. Mm. So, yes, I think ideally in a life there would be dedicated time and space for focused spiritual practice. Um, But it is also the case that I think, I hope, I pray that over the course of our lives we can learn to be attentive in our ordinary everyday Mm. work and family and errands to where is the holiness breaking in um Mm. and to me that's sort of the 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 core of christian growth or a core of christian growth may be where am i seeing the holy the holy where am i seeing jesus in my in my everyday so that if I look out and see a snowfall that I want to sometimes think, oh, Jesus has washed our sins whiter than snow. Mm-hmm. Um, or I you know, read, as one does daily in the newspaper, about horrible suffering. Mm. That's, reading the newspaper is not per se a spiritual practice, but reading about suffering and knowing that Jesus is suffering with the suffering mm. converts reading the newspaper into sort of a moment of spirituality. Oh, yeah. So I obviously don't do that 24-7 or 100% of the time, but I hope for myself that that is something that increases year by year, my capacity to see. And this is, you know, this is what Jesus did, right? Jesus walked around and looked at guys in a line to get their paycheck or sparrows or women baking bread and he saw in those ordinary things a hint of the kingdom so Mm. 
Golly. Well, before I let you go, I have to ask this one question, Lauren. Um, well, first of all, listeners, you have no idea what kind of boots she is wearing right now. They are amazing cool sparkle boots. boots. Let me tell you, I don't think I've ever seen something so amazing. Thank you. Um, <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. Um, they are wonderful. Um, but before I let you go, you have written so many wonderful books. Thank you. How did you get into this? Like, how, what, what mm. how did the spirit get you there? So I always wrote as a kid. Mm. Um, and I wouldn't have said as a kid that I, quote unquote, wanted to be a writer. But I think it was just that I wasn't good at anything else. I was terrible at sports, totally unathletic, <laughs> tried to play the cello, was only like moderately competent at playing the cello. Um, but I could, could write reasonably well. And I'm so deeply introverted that all of those other things involved interacting with human beings like on a sports team or in the orchestra or your cello teacher or what have you so I could sort of go be with myself as it were and in a way I think that's actually deeply related to what we've been talking about um that it's another way that not everyone is this lucky but for those of us who are lucky enough to have work lives no, I don't think any job is pleasing all the time or is always feeding your soul. But if there are moments in one's work life where one really connects to oneself, you know, it's not all about connecting to God outside of one or connecting to your children or your families, but really getting into your core self, that certainly does not happen all the time or even most of the time for me in writing, but it happens occasionally. And it's so delicious when it happens that mm. it keeps me going, if you will, looking for that, waiting for, expecting that next, that next moment when I am somehow inside myself in a deep way, um, kind of getting connected to my core self, which I suppose could sound narcissistic, but I, I don't, I think there is an appropriate place in the Christian life for for real self-knowledge and yeah. love of self in an appropriate and not sort of distorted way. Absolutely. So was there, if you can think of a particular adult when you were growing up that was influential in your faith journey, I don't, well, you don't want, I don't want you to share their name, but what characteristics did they have? So there was actually, when I was in high school, um, a couple of women in their mid-40s uh, in my synagogue, I grew up Jewish, um, who I was very close to. And it actually had occurred to me recently that I now am almost their age, which is a little <laughs> alarming. And I think this is actually something, uh, maybe a digression, but something that's really important for people like myself who don't have children or for even people who do, that you know, being in relationships with children who are not your own um, and particularly middle school and high school when the child may not want to be necessarily talking to their parent. But yeah. as my mother used to, my mother was once a middle school, uh, middle school guidance counselor, and she used to say to the parents of her students, your job at this age is to get your kids in relationship to adults who are not you but who have your values. Mm -hmm. So all of us could go be those adults, right, for other people's mm. children. So there were these women in my synagogue who – I mean, maybe the core thing they did was just actually take me seriously as a person. Um, and I had, had sort of quirky and eccentric interests as a child, as I probably still do. And I think these women thought they were beautiful and took them seriously. Um, 
and that was a huge gift. Oh, thank you. Thanks for being with us today, Lauren. Thank you for having me. So appreciate your time. Um, Y'all, so we will see you again next time, or you'll hear my voice again next time. And until then, I hope you find some Sabbath. I hope that you've enjoyed having a few minutes to help you recenter, refocus, and reflect on family and faith. As you think of questions or ideas that you'd like for me to explore on the podcast, check out Instagram and the Facebook group to reach me. I hope that you'll take five with us again.